Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy, happy, happy Monday. Let's go. Rodney, Pete, Fred, Rogan. Keeping it rolling. Let's go, baby. Little podcast exclusive today, Rodney. We were only on the air for an hour because we have the Dodgers in Atlanta. So we're going to do a little more here for the podcast. And uh, two things we didn't touch on on the air today, but let's talk about them now. First, something you actually did find out about on Friday while we were on the air. You didn't know details. You didn't have the specifics. But you didn't know that something was going on at USC and that Mike Bone was out. Now we find out that there had been an investigation about the way he conducted business there, um, some allegations about the way he treated some employees. His management style was called into question, and USC had to make a move. Does this come as a surprise to you? Uh, Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Um, And I think it it came... Um, to a surprise to um, to a lot of people um, and, and people that I've talked to o- over there and, and people that are, you know, that are alums as well, like I am, um, it, it did come as a surprise. I think for the people that were there, uh, there a number of them were aware that there was a, an investigation going on um, and that they were talking to people and, and getting an assessment of just the, the work environment over there. Um, but that I don't think anyone expected it to uh, to turn out like this, where it was an an abrupt resignation by Mike Bone um, that happened so quickly. So um, it caught a lot of people off guard, Fred. Yeah. What's interesting is if you just look at his body of work, there did a pretty good job. Yes. Did 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 a pretty good job. And I don't know if he hired Lincoln Riley, if the president hired Lincoln Riley, if a group hired Lincoln Riley. But that was a game changer, and it uh, re-elevated USC football to prominence on the West Coast. Yeah, it, it was definitely a group decision. I, I know that. Um, specifically, a number of people were involved in that, but I think that was collectively t- talked about and obviously ran through uh, President Folt. Um, but there was an emphasis to go for it, is the the quote that I got when it came to to Lincoln Riley is that for a number of years and coaching vacancies, I think that USC has kind of, you know, hired from within and, and, you know, really wanted to adhere to the family aspect of USC football and, and didn't really go outside to go, you know, perch or poach or, or, or go after a, a big name from another team. Um, and this was kind of the, the first time that they really did that. And I was told that uh, whatever it took that they wanted to go after, and, and the number one guy was obviously Lincoln Riley. And, and that happened rather quick, quickly. Uh, you know, you remember he had that game on Saturday uh, back in the day, had the game on Saturday night. And then right after that game, I think it was they, they either they won the game and they were going to go in, into the playoffs or the or get into the championship game or something like that. And had they lost, then they they weren't, and they ended up losing. And then that's when uh, kind of really opened the gate, the gate for it to happen that quickly. But he was uh, 
he was definitely high on the priority list, and there was an emphasis, like I said, to spare no expense to go put USC back on the map. Yeah, well, you know, things do happen quickly when somebody offers you $100 million. <laughs> you don't need yes. to think a lot about that. You know, yes. you can pretty much go, done. I'll take it, yes. and I'm in. What I, what I find interesting about this, Rodney, and Bill Plasky wrote about it, I don't know if I hold the president, President Folt, culpable, or the school. But if you read what Plasky wrote, he pointed out that Mike Bone had a history of this at Cincinnati. The exact same thing he was accused of here. Uh, inappropriate comments, uh, not attending meetings. So Bill went back, and the Times did a pretty good job looking into this, and said, wait a minute, this is a pattern. This is a pattern, and you should have known that. I, I You know, honestly, I don't know if I blame the university. Uh, do you think they should have known it? They did do their due diligence. They did vet him. Maybe it just didn't come up in the conversations with the people they had. Yeah, they definitely did their their due diligence, and they definitely vetted him. And I'm sure they looked into um, some of the history and allegations that were thrown his way at Cincinnati. Um, and you look at the end of the day, probably said this, you know, despite what we found and heard, um, we're okay moving forward with this. I don't think that they were blindsided at all about. You know, some of the things that were happening at Cincinnati that, that said, oh, my God, we didn't know this happened at Cincinnati. We would have never hired him. I think they were they were aware, but I don't know if it was to the level of this would uh, take his name off the list. If and I will say this, too. You know, I, I did talk to some people, and um, they were very adamant to say that this um, the, the culture at USC um, has been changed by a lot of people there. And um, it has it, it, obviously it's a big decision and a big move by by Mike Bone resigning and and President Fold accepting it, but it's not an indictment on where the program is going. Um, they they built a strong leadership team uh, within the athletic department within the university, and it's stronger than one person. Is is what uh, multiple people kept saying to me. It's stronger than one person. Things are going to go forward. Lincoln Riley is going to get whatever he needs to be the to put the best team out there on the field. Uh, Andy Enfield, uh, basketball, all the men's programs, the women's programs will go forward and and do things that they need to do to keep USC atop a in in all areas of of athletics and academics. So, um, like I said, multiple people told me that it's uh, it's a collective over there, and it's uh, and they're moving right ahead while they look for a new athletic director it, it doesn't mean that the that things have stopped in terms of the momentum that was gained last year all right uh you probably don't have the quite the answer to this question and it i think about it and i'm just wondering what your thoughts are because you may not have the answer if the times had not reached out to usc about this very story which they were getting ready to break if the times doesn't know about it but USC still has this investigation. Do you think they pull the plug on Mike Bone or call him in and have a real conversation if it wasn't going to become public? Because his resignation, you know, he can say he jumped, but he was pushed. So do you think if it had not come to light, there would have been conversations and 
corporate training and sensitivity and the things businesses do, and he would still be there? Uh, well, I don't know if it would still be there because it was ongoing, the investigation, and um, that's a that's a the question, as you mentioned. I, I don't know the answer to it, but I, I think that um, he, he and his history was under investigation. Now, what they found or what they were going to find, um, I don't know if it would have warranted a quick decision and a quick hook, <laughs> for lack of a better phrase, than, than what happened. But I think certainly the Times uh, uh, article or piece that they were getting ready to, to run probably accelerated a lot of things. Uh, USC also in the news for one other thing. So it's a USC podcast day for us. And uh, USC is uh, part part of a group that is going to be challenged and sued for the way they treat their players. And the determination here is that they should be employees. These players should be employees, and they should be paid as such. Uh, and it's pretty big Who's deal. Who's saying this? Uh, National Labor Relations Board is looking into it. I, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying that that is going to happen. And it's a much bigger issue than USC because it goes on everywhere. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, USC might be in it, but it goes on everywhere. Yeah, USC is being named along with the uh, NCAA, I think, and pa- the Pac-12 as a whole. I think this is the California chapter of the NLRB is what I understand. So here, here's- for calling for calling – um, student-athletes employees instead of student-athletes? No, they, they or what, need what to is call it? them employees and pay them as such. That's what the okay. NLRB is, is contending. And I, I looked at that, and I thought about it, and I understand everybody wants to get paid, and the university system and collegiate athletics and the big conferences, the schools make a ton of money. I got all of that. And there was also the sense that it was unfair to these students because they were competing, and they weren't reaping the benefits or the rewards. Okay. Well, first, NIL came along, and that was Stephen Bradford, our guy here in the California uh, legislature, Senator Stephen Bradford, who basically put that on the map. He's a friend of ours, and we think he's Mm -hmm. great. Yep. Um, Now you're saying you need to pay these guys. This is where I have an issue, and I'll tell you why. I understand uh, college athletic programs make a lot of money, but every student that is on scholarship is getting paid. Now, they all have the right for NIL. They all have the right to earn more money on the side with their name, their image, or their likeness. But everyone is being compensated because they're getting a scholarship. And I would say this. Anybody that believes, well, that's nothing. Rodney, you put your kids through college, and I put mine through college. I think we can both attest to the fact it's something. It could cost you $300,000 to send a kid through college now. That's a lot of money. Yeah, Kids have student loans. Families take out loans. And we're also aware of the fact that if you don't have a college degree today, you're in big trouble because that's what employers look for. I didn't go to college. Okay, that was 40 years ago. I I disagree with that, Fred. I don't think it's opposite. I don't think it's I don't think it's as as necessary as it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Absolutely. 100%. Well, because more more kids do not go to college nowadays, but, but not have their degree. But what I'm saying is on resumes and things, and I know that worked that way at NBC, for example, you needed to have that on there. All I'm saying is if you go and get that degree, that could cost you or your family $300,000. 
And I'll tell you something. In a couple of years, it's going to cost more. So every student athlete, or in this case, athlete student, is being compensated. You are getting that. Now, you can argue, well, that's not enough money for what I do. Okay, well, you get what the market will bear. But I believe, Rodney, with NIL, all good. Everybody should capitalize. Yeah, but not everybody's getting NIL deals. That's true. Well, that's on them. That's, that's on them. You know, that's and on then them. on top of that, with your scholarship, Fred, let's be honest, the okay. scholarship does not carry the weight that people think it does. Yes, you're getting an education, and yes, it does cost money to go there. Right. But you that's not living expenses. That's not that barely gets you through a month, especially if you live in big city like Los Angeles or New York or Miami or somewhere like that. Yeah, it may go a long way if you live in Iowa, but it doesn't go a long way when you live in, in California. And and then on top of that, you're not allowed to go work. You're not allowed to go have a job and make, even if it's working at Starbucks, you know, during the off season, you're not allowed to do that as a student athlete on scholarship. So you are restricted in a lot of ways. And for a lot of kids that are on scholarship that do come from low-income families that don't have the money to send a little extra to your kids because, again, the scholarship doesn't go a whole lot, a, a lot, long way. Um, then you find a lot, and that's where a lot of the problems start. We're very simple kids that can't feed themselves the last week of the month. Um, they can't drive or can't, you know, get point, point A to point B because they've run out of money and they don't have the means or their family doesn't have the means to send them a little extra. Yeah, but, and I hear you, I hear you, and it makes sense. What I'm saying is if your kids are not athletes and they go to USC, what does that cost? What does that cost? So that's real money out of pocket. I'm saying athletes on scholarship are receiving financial benefits by virtue of the fact that it costs money to go there and they're not paying. So I can't, and, and those kids that are spending $70,000, $80,000 a year to go to college, you know what? They've got to buy food too. There's all kinds of things they have to do. I mean, maybe the yeah, but they can work. But right? maybe, maybe the stipend they can work. Maybe the stipend for athletes could be greater. Maybe they could do that. But as a blanket rule, they are employees that get paid. I I, I can't err on the side of that. I hear what you're saying, and we're basically kind of saying the same thing. Yeah, they need to be able to eat. Agreed, a hundred percent, of course. Yeah, well, just treat them like a a, a student that's there. You know, a student that's on academic scholarship or any other kind of scholarship, partial scholarship, whatever. Treat them the same way, meaning that they can go out and, and, and have a, a night job or something like that, that they can they can earn a little extra money because not everybody is going to be Caleb Williams that has a lucrative NIL deal. All right. Well, that will complete today's bonus podcast <laughs> of Logan and Rodney. Right on. Kind of like it. We'll get good at this. Yeah. We'll get good at this. A little extra, extra for the folks, Fred. That's who we are. We're here for the kids, and we're here for the people. And we like animals, too. (laughs) Thank you for listening. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. (gasps) No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.